Awareness Month. Ooh, that's a mouthful. But you know, it's a very important topic. And that's why we've asked uh, one of our crew, he hasn't been on for a while, but we asked him to join us because this topic is so important. There he is. He has made his appearance. <laughs> so you've got to unpack this for a second, Dr. Josh. How do you get a, a, a data psychologist by day and a trekker at night. Where where do the two meet? <laughs> uh, they meet in me, I, I guess maybe <laughs> I could say. You know, in, in many ways, I, I grew up on Star Trek and have really enjoyed it. And a, a lot of, even as we're talking now, the values that it presents as well as, in many ways, the moral and ethical dilemmas and kind mm -hmm. of social commentary, it helps us put a mirror back on us on how do we treat others? How do we consider ourselves? Um, even an episode I was rewatching of what is life? <laughs> you know, just really defining that yeah, yeah. And, and pushing our boundaries. I think it helps our critical thinking and hopefully helps us build more compassion and empathy for uh, everyone, um, especially people who are different from us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm amazed that you're pulling all of this from Star Trek. It's like, my mind is spinning. It's like, okay, see, you better go back and watch some episodes. Yeah, no, you know? just, I mean, have a Star Trek episode here. Okay, okay, <laughs> we will plan that. Um, the question is, do we need to wear our Star Trek jammies? I will give you a pass. Okay, good, thank you. <laughs> Because I have Star Wars, but not Star Trek. So. Uh, you know what? I, I will give you give you permission. Actually, I think for pajamas, I only have Star Wars as well, not Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you heard it first on Utah. <laughs> the truth comes out. No, you know, as you're describing that, uh, all the different things we can learn from something like Star Trek, and I know there's other shows, and, and sometimes I think we miss that. But you hit on something I think that is so crucial. Learning how to treat others. Yeah. I mean, it is so out of control right now. I mean, the meanness that it's, you know, everybody wants to throw out, you know, about me, 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 and what I've done. And I mean, this is, here's a whole nother topic, the victimization, you know, something happened to me and I'm not denying it. I'm not belittling it. I'm not minimizing it, but okay. That might've happened a long time ago, but now is now and today is today and just maybe you're not as healthy as you think you are and maybe you know that's a whole other discussion really and i know you would have some great things to say about it so let's let, let me get your opinion on this you and i briefly talked about it actually i guess text about it um this whole thing that was supposed to happen about a yeah. week ago week and a half ago Turned out to be, you know, when you fact check it, uh, it really didn't happen, but there were rumors and, you know, supposedly some guys went on TikTok, but they, nobody could ever verify that this was on TikTok. And, okay, we're going to have a national rape day of all the creepy, weird, I mean, come yeah. on, guys. And, and then um, some other guys came back and said, okay, you're going to do that. Well, okay, we're, we're going to find you and we're going to kick your, you know, badonkey, you know, from here to, you know, outer space. You know. And, and then there was something else floating around that, ladies, 
if you feel unsafe, if you feel compromised, get as quick as you can to a guy and grab his arm. The problem is what happened if the guy didn't know that's because grabbing the arm was supposed to be the signal that I'm, I'm in distress. I'm, I, I need help. I mean, this thing is just, and, and the rumors and, and that, you know, this much better than I, but even rumors can create anxiety. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, I mean, even going back to your prior comment about people who have had bad experiences in the past mm -hmm. who have experienced sexual assault or other kinds of what in my world we call interpersonal trauma where somebody oh, violates okay. you in some yeah. way or, or another yeah. it doesn't always have to be sexual assault there's a lot of forms of it unfortunately mm. but fundamentally i mean we are talking about in order for something like a sexual assault to occur there is a lack of respect for somebody else okay and we have to remember it's about power to power, okay. power dynamics okay. by and okay. large. I want to feel like I can dominate someone else. And I think mm. that principle really transcends a lot of the conversations we've had and broader considerations and, and concerns, frankly, around broader interactions. Um, and and I'll, I'll tie it back to Star Trek too, is you know, <laughs> the, the, the Federation Starfleet, yes, has power and they sometimes struggle with it. But one of the principles is we are not going to dominate someone else and we will mm. use this to defend other people. So, mm. I mean, there's a positive in this story that sure. there were other guys in particular because the target was women who would say, yeah, I'm gonna stand up and say, no, I'm going mm. to speak on behalf of others and use my mm. power for good. But we have to remember there are these power dynamics and that is what drives yeah. a lot of it. And somebody, you know, it's more about, I feel good about myself because I could dominate you than sexual activity. In okay, now see, that, that's what's uh, going through my mind right now. What, what motivates somebody to want to have power over somebody else? Is it insecurity? Is it mm. a lack of healthy self-image? Is it all of the above? Um, you know, I'd actually reframe it and okay. say it's probably a natural, normal human desire. Who okay. does not want to have, and maybe if we frame it, have control of our own lives. Okay, have good. A feel yeah. like we have a sense of agency, like yes. I can influence the world around me. Yes, yes. We, we all want that. Well, and absolutely. By yeah, and, and by default, you know, especially in areas where there may be threats or something, mm -hmm. I want to be the one in power. I don't yeah. want to be the one. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, no doubt. right, like, so yeah. there's an aspect of this that, there, it's normal, I would say, to want to be in a position of power. Now, how we act on that and implement okay. it is okay. something entirely yeah, different. very, very different. Right? Well, you know, and that's when I think it taps into what you were saying. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, and, and no, and it's such a huge thing today when you use the word influence. Everybody wants to be an influencer. You know, I've got to have a bazillion likes, you know, on my social media. I've got to, yeah that influence. And like you said, that can be used for good or not so good. That's right. That's right. And that's where it's not just thinking about ourselves, hmm. but thinking about other people, mm -hmm. putting some of that into perspective, I think really helps nuance that the, hmm. the what I would say is the natural, normal, even good desire for power. And, and you know, we, we usually say, Oh, somebody's after power. That's a bad thing. I, I, I'd be hesitant to say that. Mm -hmm. How it's used, mm -hmm. 
I would mm-hmm. almost frame it more in terms of being dominated, the domination mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. uh, thing. And I'm the dominant one. You have to be the submissive one. You know, mm-hmm. in dog, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. alpha and, and yeah. the beta. I mean, those dynamics, that definitely, I mean, research over and over again illustrates that that's the dynamic really of sexual assault is mm. it's power dynamics, it's domination. Broaden that into even ideas of respect. And a lot of people default to respect means I submit to you who ooh, is dominant ooh. over me. Yeah, I don't think that's respect. Actually. No, I don't either. You know, it's and, and I think it. A part of it comes back to if you don't respect yourself, you're not going to respect anybody else. And you just look again, you know, at what's going on in our culture, the lack of respect. And I don't mean just towards authority figures, uh, police officers, whatever. It's just when you look in the mirror and you don't respect what you see, in part, that's going to affect all these other things. And so it's not with the sexual assault. It's not so much then about the sex part, if I can say that, it's right. the domination part, the power part. Yeah. In 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 many cases, you know, there's always exceptions to, sure, to every sure. rule. But yeah. but that's yeah. that's generally the the case. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it comes back to what you were talking about of somebody who feels the need to dominate someone else in that mm. power way. Mm. There is a need to I don't fundamentally I'm not going to feel like I have enough power. I am not Mm -hmm. able to have agency in my life. And so I'm going to do that by taking it from someone else. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) not appropriate. I mean, mean, obviously, but yeah. And and, and go back to something you said, because I think this is key. Power can be used for good. You know, it doesn't have to be negative. Power can be used to help other people. Now, when it comes to sexual assault, we're not talking just about an issue for females, Absolutely. guys are also being assaulted sexually. You know, Absolutely. and I think sometimes we we let that slide. And also, um, just to throw this out there, sexual assault doesn't have to happen physically. I mean, it's happening online right now, is it not? I, Absolutely. Or am I miscon- misconstruing something? Well, and I think a lot of so everything you said is accurate. It is yes. Females are victims of sexual assault more frequently. Mm-hmm. They are not yeah. the males are as well. Um, okay, you know, starting to get into our broader conversations around you know gender identity and all of that too. That that complicates things. But I mean that yeah. the folks in the LGBTQ community also are higher rates of being victims of. That's sexual what I assault. understand. You know, Hugely. it's it's and there again comes back to the lack of respect. Now you may disagree with somebody. That's right. Um, and people will ask me that and I say, well, I might disagree, but I still accept them. Whoever and it is, whatever right. it is, not just LBGQ, I still accept them and I respect them as a person. I respect their humanness. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's where I want to be. I, I don't care who you are, what you are, uh, you know, and yeah. I don't, you know, but, I just want to help you. If I can help you, that's why you talk exists is that's we right. want to help anybody about anything we, we want to be here and it's a different conversation what you're talking about there of actually trying to understand where somebody is coming from mm-hmm. versus a sexual assault using lgbtq community for instance as an example of oftentimes an example of of, of a motivation for that is i am going to assault you to force you to change 
Oh, but that just doesn't work. No, <laughs> just, no, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It, it, it's there's oh. just so many things wrong and bad about oh, that. But yeah, your, your your first question was, is it female only? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Dynamics are still the same. Mm-hmm. Of the, this idea of somebody trying to be in a position of power via domination. Sure, ultimately. Sure. There was another part to your question that I now can't remember. Because I took well, it down yeah, a rabbit hole. I, I was just thinking about something here, and this may may have been it. But sexual assault can happen online. It can happen. Oh, that's right. You yes. know, and and to me, I, I sit here thinking, why would somebody allow somebody else to dominate them? I'll use that word on social media when they can turn it off. They can walk away. Yeah. You know, physically, that's a little bit harder to do. It can be, especially if there is a physical difference in some ways when mm-hmm. you're in person, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. using the stereotypes, there's a reason. A man sexually assaulting a woman, men tend to be physically larger and stronger than a woman. I mean, that's absolutely yeah. part of the reason it can happen more just physiologically, right? I mm-hmm. mean, sure. call it what it is. And it is important to recognize that sexual assault can take a lot of different forms that people may not be aware of. And that's one angle that I think is important for people to realize and recognize is sometimes people dismiss their own experience because Mm -hmm. it's, oh, well, that wasn't really that bad. That wasn't really sexual assault. In my mind, first of all, it doesn't really matter what the label is, whether or not it qualifies as sexual assault or not. Sure. Do you feel violated in some ways? Ooh. Then something is a problem. We can talk about legal ramifications separately. Sure, absolutely. But a core part of this is how do you feel whole? How do you feel respected in yourself? How can you heal regardless? Mm. You know, if it's somebody cussing at you down the street, I mean, there yeah. was a, there was no physical assault going on. No. Is that a legal problem? In many cases, no. Could it still psychologically and emotionally be a problem? Yeah, for a multitude of reasons. It could bring you back to other bad experiences you've had. You don't want to minimize that type of experience mm-hmm. then. So that's, I think, a big part. And as you were sure. talking about online, people are like, well, they didn't touch me, so I wasn't really assaulted. Well, you know, again, there's legal definitions of assault that go way beyond my even expertise. <laughs> But if you were violated in some way, I was going to bring that up. That word is, is, yeah, Yeah. that is such a, that's such a vivid word. And, and it is such a descriptive word. Now it is possible that you could feel violated when you really weren't maybe, and it could be because it was, it was a trigger because of a previous experience or just the anxiety or depression you're dealing with or isolation, any number of things. But when you say get help, if you feel violated, where, where is the first place somebody can go? I mean, what, uh, yeah, there's, there's lots of things and depends on circumstances. Um, Mm -hmm. a, A lot you were just saying that I think is worth coming back to, but where to get help is, is really critical. Yeah. So, One, if you were physically assaulted in any way, reaching out to law enforcement in some Mm -hmm. form, that is very hard for a lot of people to do for, again, a multitude of reasons. But getting physical evidence as quickly after as possible is really vital 
if a case develops. You can talk to law enforcement, get the various examinations, sure. and choose to not press charges down the road. But a month from now, you can't give that evidence. You can only give it in a short period of time. And so if yeah. you are in a place where you are willing to, um, you know, more and more law enforcement agencies have special subsections to yes. address sexual assault. Not everyone does. I mean, let's be honest. And some people have had bad experiences in that place where For officers sure. have blamed a, a, a victim. I think that is happening less and less. Yes. But, you know, you need to, to know you don't want to be re-victimized in, in any way. But exactly. it, it's important for folks to know if you are physically assaulted, there is a kind of a small-ish window where you can actually, they can do the examinations to get physical evidence that could help in a case. And you can decide later whether or not to pursue it. But psychologically, too. You know, yeah. Social support is critical. You may have loved ones you can talk to. That's great. Sexual assault is something we don't talk about, even to loved ones by and large. <laughs> For sure. So no. That's not always an option. No. If you have a therapist or a physician, a provider who you trust, they're a great one. There's okay. also national and local hotlines. Um, one the, is uh, national, the National Sexual Assault Hotline. I have it over my computer here, so I make sure I get it right, too. Um, the acronym is RAIN, R-A-I-N-N. You can actually go to RAIN.org. They have an online chat. There's nice. uh, phone numbers you can do. I don't, I don't see uh, text message uh, options, but again, online chat or a phone call, they can walk you through options. If you don't know that you want to talk to law enforcement, sure. groups like this can usually help you think it through. There's also oftentimes local resources, uh, mm -hmm. nonprofits in my sure. training. I mean, some of my colleagues uh, did were trained at sexual assault resources um, that provide therapy as well as hotlines. Yeah. So, you know, quick online search if you want something local, but RAINN.org uh, is a place for a national sexual assault hotline that is free. And that's, I, I think, a great place to start if you're not sure what you should do, what you want to do. I think that that's a very Excellent. reasonably safe place yeah. for most no, people and, to, be able to start. We'll put that information on the notes for this show. Yeah. Um, now, I'm sitting, I'm trying to put myself in the position of somebody. It has never happened to me, fortunately, uh, whether online or physically. I, you know, I'm a pretty big guy. So, you know, some people say the way I walk in, is intimidating. I don't know where that comes <laughs> from. You know, <laughs> other people say, you know, you walk like a gangster. What does a gangster walk like? I don't know. I, you know, I don't look in the mirror and go, okay, I'm going to do my gangster right, move, you right, know. Right. Um, but there's, I keep thinking of the word shame mm. and blame, because I think somebody who actually has been assaulted, in a sense, there's that shame, I'm embarrassed of what happened, I shouldn't have let that happen, or the blame of saying, oh, it's my fault, it, 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 it wasn't their fault, it, it's my fault. How do we get past the shame and the blame? It's hard, and, and I'm glad you bring up this idea of shame. It's really a central idea for a lot of issues and challenges. Mm. We, have, we all experience shame at some sure. point. Yeah, yeah. Some experience it more than others. And I, I think it's also important to differentiate shame from guilt. And that, that's kind of a, a yeah, difference okay. that we're talking about here. Sure. Um, the, the short version that I have always liked that kind of captures it is guilt is I did bad. Shame is I am bad. There's oh. a little bit of a difference of 
It's who I am yeah. as an, an identity. Do we all human. make mistakes and errors? Do sure. we do bad? Yes, part of being human. Yes. Yeah. Guilt is normal. It can be yeah. healthy because we can learn from it. Sure. Shame saying I am fundamentally bad is rarely, if ever, helpful. It does not move us forward. Mm -hmm. So I made a mistake. I said the wrong thing. I, I mean, we can have really big mistakes. Sure. Does that make you, as a person, fundamentally bad, which therefore implies I have no value? Going back to this idea oh. of respecting other people, oh. respecting ourselves. Yes. If I am on, if I'm regularly telling myself I am bad, and I may not even be using those terms exactly, it's very hard for me to advocate for myself. I mean, sure. going back to your comment yeah. of stopping something bad from happening in person, online, et cetera. If I'm bad, I deserve it a lot of times. Can oh, I don't have a you. right to be able to say no. I don't have enough value. Um, that's a problem. I mean, that is a problem. That's that what, is. I, I mean, ultimately, therapy, I, I is, I'm a psychologist, <laughs> you know. <laughs> therapy is always a go-to. I think it's very, very valuable. And increasingly, it's becoming more of an option for, for people. And, and shame is a topic most therapists will talk mm. about and can address. It depends yeah. on, on the, the levels of it. But just even sure. being aware that I am experiencing shame on my own is, I think, the first step in, in moving forward, actually. That's and sexual assault usually, I would say, causes shame. A lot of times oh. I go, you go back to those power dynamics. Yeah. You dominate. Yeah. It's easier to dominate you. If I make you think you don't have value and that you were bad, you were bad. So I can do whatever I want. Mm. See, and that's, there's, there's an underlying uh, premise. There's an underlying foundational principle we have here at Utah. And that is you matter. Yes. Right. We want to, we do right. what we do here because you matter. You may not think you matter, let us help you understand that you do matter, that you do have value. Um, because if you don't know that you matter and you don't feel you have value, you're going to allow yourself to be abused, misused, uh, victimized, violated, all of those different words. And, you know, I want to um, nuance that. And I, I agree with you. We want to be careful even unintentionally of that phrasing of allowing yourself to be, because that also implies that you're in a position where you can stop it. And ah, you know, okay. th th there are sure. times where you, there is nothing else you could have done. Right. And, and that can also imply that you had some agency and fault in the matter. If somebody abuses you and assaults you, it doesn't matter on your part. <laughs> it's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. absolutely. No, I mean, Period. it's completely wrong. Full you know, it, it's, but this isn't a great example. So th thank you for letting me use you here as, as the example of how <laughs> no easy problem. it is, the nuances of our language, right? Sure. Of sure. not what we are always intending to, to share, but this is a common phrase we use of don't let yourself get victimized. That can be true in some cases, but that can lead into that victim shaming type mode too, exactly. or, or imply it. You know, even online, if I don't feel like I know what to do, I don't even know how to respond. Maybe I'm in a place where this person really does have a lot of influence in my school, in my community, et sure. cetera. And if I tell them, no, I, I, I'm going to be outcast. How much agency do you have to stop it? That is where others in community can really come in and oh, be and helpful. Going back to your point of use our power for good. Those of us in a position when we are in the position 
to frankly have the privilege to speak on behalf of others. And I, you know, maybe it's, I don't have to worry about being ostracized by my, by my community, then I can call out the bad actor. Yeah, that is a good use of power for good. And we have lost that sense of community, I think, right now. I mean, in this, as we're dealing with the pandemic still and COVID and all that kind of stuff, because it's, it's, I've noticed even with our interns, which we haven't met the last three semesters worth face to face, you know, but they love doing Zoom calls. And it's like, oh, I don't want another Zoom call. (laughs) But it gives them a sense of community. Now, something uh, again comes back to me. When you see something happening physically, I I suppose you could get involved online as well. I had a situation. um, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. And um, we were playing. I'm a drummer, as a lot of people know. We were playing this big club and and, um, for a period of time. And my buddy was a, um, a restaurant manager. So when he got done, he'd come over at the end of our show, we'd go out and grab something to eat. And we had been talking to one of the servers in the club who said she was very uh, anxious, dealing with a lot of anxiety. She had to get a restraining order on her boyfriend mm-hmm. because he had threatened her. Well, we, you know, finished our show. We walked, Bruce and I walked out and we see this horrifying situation. There's a guy about my size who's picking mm-hmm. the server up and he's throwing her like a rag doll on the, the you know, the hoods of cars, wow. you know? And I mean, she's wow. just bouncing off, you know? And, yeah. and Bruce and I immediately go, okay, no, no, we're, we're not letting this happen. Sorry, this is not gonna happen. So yeah. we went and we grabbed her, we grabbed him as we're yelling out somebody called 911 yep. and somebody get out yep. and help. So yep. we pulled him back enough so she could get away. I yep. don't know how she walked because I think she ended up with broken ribs wow. and bruised. I mean, it was just, and she was a tiny little girl. And and as we pulled him back and tried to hold him, we pulled his arms back and there's a 45 pistol stuck in his belt. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so we backed up right away. He grabs it. He's waving it, you know, and the police came. I don't know. They beat the daylights out of him with their flashlights and, and batons and stuff. And um, I, wow. it was an ugly situation, but I don't regret getting involved because we we got involved enough and that's an extreme situation. That, that, is, that is, that is, you know, <laughs> uh, but it's, I, I think we saved her life. I, I don't know how many more hoods she would have bounced off of yeah. and still been alive. I mean, it, I've never seen anything like that in my life before, but we do want to get involved in some form. If we see something happening, do we not? I, I yes. And that can take a lot of different forms. I mean, this is a good example of, as, as you noted, you're physically a big guy. Yeah. That changes the dynamic. If it was, <laughs> you know, a teenager coming out and observing it, I'm not sure I would recommend that that person get involved. In many cases, you know, even law enforcement says, don't get in the middle of an right. altercation. Right. Call 911. Yes. Definitely, yes. You know, especially in a situation yes. like that. If you're yeah. ever concerned, call 911. In many cases, if it's, you know, a verbal altercation that you're concerned may escalate. Being a witness, making mm. sure the person who is doing the yelling, and sometimes it goes both both directions. Yes, it does. But but that, you know, especially the person who is doing for, we'll use the word assault for the moment. And this gets into broader things even of, you know, of racism and a lot of the, the yes. hateful actions that have been going on. Whew. Being there and being a clear witness and letting the perpetrator see that you see them 
Ah. That, that action alone can sometimes take things down a notch or pause or stop a behavior. That mm. also can be a way to give the victim or potential victim some support. Sometimes you don't have to address the perpetrator sure. directly. And sometimes we don't want to. Again, you know, there are so yeah. many variations yeah. Yeah. on no, this. There's, there's a lot of recommendations yeah. from, from law enforcement, but, you know, depending on circumstances, talking straight to the victim or the person you're concerned about and go, are you okay? Can I help you? Ignoring the perpetrator completely. Huh? Okay, that good. can be good. a way to just pause an interruption, sure. you know, create an interruption in the interaction. Now, you know, sometimes these are circumstances where, especially the perpetrator will be like, mind your own business, stay out, you know, yeah, that yeah. thing. I, I, and I, I, I've heard that more and more, you know, especially in the pandemic. And I, personally, it drives me nuts because, yeah. you know what? Go back to your point about community. It's all our business. If somebody gets hurt just because it's not my household, that's not my business, I'm sorry. That's part of my community. That's, that's right. not okay. And if yeah. I had the chance to do something. So, you know, being a, again, being a witness, calling uh, law enforcement, uh, intervening where, where appropriate. Um, you know, I, I mean, heck, even as we look at, you know, in the aftermath of the George Floyd verdict and, and things too, about seeing the, the young lady, the teenager who filmed that incident yeah. as a yeah. witness, and that if she hadn't filmed that and witnessed, things could have been very different too, ultimately. Yeah. So absolutely. those are all, you know, not to underestimate the power of observing. And when we talk about community, I keep thinking of the word safe. Do you have someone in your life, in your community mm. that is safe for you to go to? And even if it's not a physical assault, it's a verbal or it's an emotional abuse, but somebody you feel, and, and th that's again one of the reasons we have you talk. You know, come to us. We are safe. Um, we want to help you. And you mentioned Rain, our A I N N dot org. I believe it was correct. That's right. Um, it's anonymous. You're you're not on a screen. You're not having to go to somebody's office. And things like that to me feel like a good safe first step. This is what happened to me. What do I do next? These are trained people. This is not somebody right. that just walked in and said, hey, I'd like to get on the phone and chat. You know, it, right. it's not that. And you, and you know that much better than I because you're involved in training and equipping people. And um, I, I, I just want to say to anybody out there um, that's, that's catching our conversation, get help if you need it. There's no shame in, in asking for help. Um, if you feel violated, if you feel uncomfortable, if you feel something happened or is happening that's inappropriate, I, I know this is a little bit off topic. I just want to hit it real quick. You and I had a conversation several months ago, and one of the things you were saying that concerns you, and I don't know if it still does, is because of the lockdown, because of the limited uh, movement, and, and you've been concerned about abuse in, yeah. in the yeah. home. Is that yeah. still the case? Yeah, I mean, as things have been opening up more, at least in some mm -hmm. circumstances, uh, you know, even for kids and, you know, virtual schools, I, I think there has been more training and awareness of ways to look out for concerns. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it is it it is always a, a concern. Domestic violence, various mm -hmm. forms of, of child abuse, elder abuse, neglect, yeah. et cetera. They can be hard to identify. Ultimately, the stress of the pandemic 
only adds fuel to that fire and limits the places and ways we can observe. I think that's true in sexual assault as well. Unfortunately, yeah. here yeah. Yeah. is there aren't as many. When I mean, we were talking about be a witness, observe, stand up. There aren't as many eyes. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and and that's that's harder. So you're you're absolutely right too on having a safe place, having someone. Not everybody has that. That is why there's these hotlines and things. Yeah. You know, yeah. take advantage of it. Please do. As I mean, just reiterating what you said, there is no harm, even if you're not sure. You should call. Call them. Thank you. Talk, you know, chat yeah. with them. If you, you know, yeah. I, pr I prefer writing rather than calling somebody <laughs> myself. Anyway, I'd probably <laughs> use an online chat version or text version. Just explain what your experience is. That will help. That will put your and, mind at ease. Yeah, at, absolutely. At minimum. You know, another thing I would throw out there even is most of us with health insurance. Um, most of the health insurance plans, I think, have to have nurse advice lines, even, that are oh, available 24-7. Really? Okay. They're free. Again, um, sure. you do have to give your name because they have to validate that you're a member of that health plan, but it's usually sure. on the back of your insurance card. That's another place to go, especially if you're concerned whether or not you need to receive medical attention. Mm -hmm. That's a very nice way. Excellent. They are usually yeah. uh, registered nurses. So, you know, they're, they're licensed providers who do know what they're talking about. I've used them for a variety of health concerns huh. uh, myself and, and, and for my kids at minimum, even where I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is okay, but I'm going to call to put my mind at ease. Sure. Think about it, even in those terms yeah. of, I had yeah. this bad experience. I don't feel right about it. Call at minimum call. to put your mind yeah. at ease. There's no harm in that. No, that, that's, that's such great advice, Dr. Josh. It, it's, and, and I think um, we're going to have to end this part of our conversation. We could talk for hours, and we got to have you back on sooner than later. I, I love your wisdom. But I'm coming down to two takeaways. If you feel victimized, if you feel violated, get help wherever that is, the back of your insurance card, call that nurse, go see your, your primary physician, go to a therapist, make sure you have somebody safe in your life that you can go to. Reach out to us here at Utah. And if you haven't been, then maybe, you know, it's not like you're stalking, but be available. You know, be available. I, I mean, I don't want you to go to your friends and say, hey, I'm safe, because I know when somebody says that to me, it's like, oh, okay, uh, I'm not right. sure, you know, right, right, I love right. it. you can trust me. No, you just told me I can't trust yeah, you yeah, because if yeah. you have to tell me then we don't have much of a rapport, yeah. but, but be that person that somebody can go to, to get help. Uh, be willing to, you know, like you said, go ask somebody, depending upon the situation, of course, are you okay? Are, are you okay? You know, is there something I can do to help you? You know, we are so grateful for you. I just, I appreciate it. It's so great to reconnect. And, and the Likewise. crazy thing is we're closer neighbors now. And we, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and worlds apart because of the pandemic. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. But thank Soon. you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Once again, give us that, uh, the one um, hotline you were talking about for sexual assault. Yep. Rain, R-A-I-N-N dot org or the phone number is 800-656-HOPE, 800-656-HOPE or 4673. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for that, and uh, we'll talk to you sooner than later. We appreciate you. Grateful that you'll give up time to be with us, and I know it has helped a lot of people, and we will continue this conversation 
like I said, sooner than later. So thanks, Dr. Josh. Always Thank great you. to see you. And I want to see those Star Star Wars jammies next time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> this is Utah Radio. 